Welcome back to another episode of the King's Pulse Podcast presented by the King's Herald. My name is Brendan Nunes, and today we got Frankie Cardicelli joining the show who covers the Sacramento Kings for Sports 1140 KHTK and co-host of Return of the Roar podcast. What's going on, Frankie? How you doing, man? Brendan, my friend, I am as good as I can be. Just enjoyed another Friday evening of watching some Sacramento Kings basketball. It's only 9.30. It feels a lot later. It just is – it really is draining watching these games now. And uh, I, uh, my thoughts go out to all of you out there. The fans have to watch it too. I know it's not easy, but uh, I literally thought it was like 11.30 right now. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living. Yeah, I don't know that I believe you that it's 9.30. I'm – yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, I'm with it, you. I think sad games just do this, like – it is different. Yeah. There, there's such different feelings. There's such different feelings. We, we've recorded before uh, after I think the, the Clippers win, and that was later. That game was a 7 p.m. or 7:30 start, and it just it just feels so much different coming off of a win. And uh, the Kings have how many wins this year? We have 16 wins. So um, season's halfway over. It's in the books, and we have not had many fun nights. So officially halfway over. Um... 16 and 25 now 41 games in the books um like you said we're recording this right after the loss in denver um the kings are currently sitting i think all the games are completed for tonight they are kings are currently sitting in the 11th seed they are half a game behind the san antonio spurs um, but they are four games behind that nine seed minnesota timberwolves so they're kind of in this tier of like i said half a game behind the spurs in 10th and also only a game and a half above the 14th. They're four back under. of Minnesota now. They're they're four back of the nine seed now, which is incredible. Just at the beginning of his three-game losing streak, they were four back of the seven seed, I believe. And now we're seeing it in classic Kings fashion just starting to slip ever so slightly out we, of reach. Yeah, we keep hearing them talk about like, oh, well, there's really only three, four teams in the West that have it secured. So, you know, like, um, not they're they're not writing off underperforming or anything, but they're I think the wording we've heard is something along the lines of like, oh, we still have an opportunity to accomplish what we wanted to do coming into the year, which is um obviously I would assume a postseason appearance. And uh yeah, that's that's getting a little bit further away. But half a season in the books, I, I think that we can we got a substantial sample size now. So I think we're gonna take the time to kind of go through each one of the individual players on the roster and label how we think that they've done relative to our expectations coming into the year. We'll just do something along the lines of as expected, worse than expected or better than expected. Um, I will take us through in order of points per game. Um, First one we got is De'Aaron Fox and he had a, rough start to the season which might be underselling it it was a very rough start to the season for fox um but you know since the start of december and this does not include the denver game actually where he just put up 30 points he's averaged 22 points and 4.6 assists on 48 percent from the field um only 23 percent from three but also 77 percent from the free throw line um yeah i think we've seen two different De'Aaron foxes this year but what have you seen from Fox and compared to your expectations? Better or worse? About as expected? Um, it feels tough to say below expectations. Just 
it feels tough, but if we're looking at it in a 41 game sample size, and obviously these numbers aren't fully updated, the, the 30 point night in Denver tonight might boost his average up to 21, maybe 21 points and change on the year. Um, but 21 points per game, five assists, 45% from the field, 25% from three. Those are below last year's numbers. And I don't know if coming into the season, I was fully expecting Fox to be the 25 and seven score and player he was last year. That was an incredible season that he had. And I, I know that a lot of numbers were boosted throughout the pandemic shortened season, but I think we all, I think it's fair to say we all were expecting a little more than what we've seen over the 41 games. Now, granted the past four games, he's averaging 28 and a half points per game. He's scored 30 points, three games in a row. It's uh, he's the, the only Kings player uh, in Sacramento franchise history of the Mitch Richmond to score 30 and get five assists and three straight. So, Shit. Hey, Tip your cap. He's playing a lot better in, in recent memory, but um, it's a tough grade to give out at the beginning, just below expectations. But over, as a whole, it's below. But you can tell he's starting to ramp back up, which is really great to see because the Kings really need him to play like last year. Totally. Um, I, I think that there's going to be – I don't think. I, I know there's going to be a whole lot more worse than expectations than better than expectations. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to it as we as we kind of go along, I guess. But Wait, you I think you're getting ahead of yourself. You're looking down. Yeah, I have my list. It is, it is it's sad. It is sad. Um, oh, boy. yeah. I mean, the team as a whole has underperformed. So, yeah. Um, Fox, I, I did go with worse because the start of the year has been really bad for him. Um, and his three point shooting has still not kind of um gotten up to par. I, I think his mid range shooting has been really good. He's been great from the free throw line and. You mentioned the way he succeeded recently um, and, and the impressive numbers only rivaled by Richmond. Um, I So I think that he's performed worse this season, but I don't think my idea of who De'Aaron Fox is as a player has like changed moving forward um, because Agreed. we've still seen these capabilities. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you kind of have to say a little worse. Like yeah, agreed. Saying. Agreed. It's not a knock on him. I, I'm I'm not sitting here saying De'Aaron Fox has regressed. He's not what we right. thought he was. No, he had a tough start to the season. And since that start, he has played very well, not even just the last four or five games, but um, over the last 15, 16 games, he's been playing about at that level. So, um, but hey, we're grading over 41 game sample size. So it is what it is. Yeah. Second in points per game on this team is uh, Harrison Barnes. This is an interesting one. Um, 16.3 points per game this year from Barnes, along with 2.3 assists and 6.2 rebounds on 44% from the field, 41% from three, and 83% uh, from the free throw line. I am going to pull up what his numbers were at the beginning of the season because he had that ridiculous tear at the beginning of the year where it was like, um, it's the first 11 games here where he was averaging 22.5 points, 8.7 rebounds on 49% from the field, 43% from deep on 6.3 attempts from range, and uh, 86% from the free throw line. Um, and recently, I, I was surprised when I pulled it up that he has been, you know, because he's he slumped throughout this year for moments, but recently he's been hitting the three ball at a really good rate. I mean, he's 41% on the year. But... I have to go worse for Barnes. Um, I, I think that there was, I, I don't have crazy expectations for him coming into the year. It's about just 
doing everything at a slightly above average level. Um, I mean, he, he is a really, really good three-point shooter, but I think that maybe it's partially due to what we saw at the beginning of the year that made me then expectate, um, disappointed with what came after that. But like I asked Gentry pregame today of, you know, Barnes has kind of been MIA recently. Um, what do you think has contributed to that? And he's like, I don't know. We, like we've been telling him for mo- multiple times that we, you're a four, you shoot at that rate from three. We want you to get up eight shots a game. And it's um, not quite happening. You know, like I, Gentry said, he's got to do a better job getting them shots, but it's just not happening. Like, it just doesn't seem like Barnes is that guy, I guess, um, which is a little frustrating. Um, so I guess like as expected on offense with more inconsistency than I would like, but the level of highs compared to the level of lows, maybe even out. Um, but I think he's been quietly like not a good defender. I don't think he's hurting the team necessarily on that end, but like, I don't know that he's, I don't know that I would call him a, good defender anymore um so it's not horrible in that end or anything he's still the king's best perimeter or wing defender i guess maybe mo um but i I went a little worse for barnes not that he's a bad player but i think it's just slightly underperformed in most aspects for me yeah when you look at his season as a whole it's it's like the numbers aren't horrible across the board when you look at the, the the grand 16 and a half points 45 or something in the field, 42 from three is fantastic. And he's now knocking down free throws, 83%. That's great. That's good. That's what we want from him. The only problem is where it's kind of been diluted by that start. That start was just completely insane. And the fact that the drop, the fall off from that has been so it's been, it's been a little intense and I'd have to look at the larger sample size, but the last nine games, for example, um, he's just not taking as many shots. Like you said, now he's knocking down threes at a clip. We haven't really seen him. He's shooting 51% over the last 10 games. Um, and that's on six attempts almost. So shoot the ball more Harrison, because you're averaging only 13 points per game over that span. The Kings have desperately needed someone to help Fox out. Ty cannot be looked at as a 20 point per game score. That's supposed to be buddy. That's supposed to be Harrison. Uh, Rashawn's supposed to get his numbers in and he's been out for, for injury reasons, of course, and because of, because of COVID protocols. Um, but the Kings need that other, that other option. And it's supposed to be Harrison Barnes and yeah, he missed some time with injury too, but he hasn't scored 20 points. He scored 20 points once he's one time since November 12th, he has scored 20 points and that was in a loss to Memphis. Um, he, he, he just, the aggressiveness is not there. Uh, I'm looking at his game logs here took 15 field goal attempts against the Clippers and that's the most, or I'm sorry, 16 against Memphis that same game. And you're just not, you're not seeing those games earlier in the season where he took 19 against Portland, took 18 against Phoenix, 20 against Utah and all those games get 20 points. Um, so when I look at him, I I'll say that he's as expected just because I don't think he's underperformed too much or at all. The defense hasn't been that great. Uh, obviously, LeBron had a pretty easy time closing out the game the other night. Again, that's LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time. But um, he, he's not really a stopper. I don't think we can ca- say, hey, we, Harrison's got Paul George tonight. We feel pretty good about it. He's got Kawhi Leonard. We feel pretty good about it. LeBron, um, down the list of those small forwards who who score a lot of points, It it's, it's going to be an issue uh, or is an issue already. But 
when I have the greatest season so far, I'll say as expected, but it's, it's, it's teetering towards the edge of below expectations right now, because unless he picks it up, it's, it's going that way. Do you think that he has less value like at this deadline to other teams than, than what last he did year? Last, yeah. Like the, I guess the contract makes a difference the the length of that you'd have him for that extra half year. But like, I don't know. I, I struggle to get behind all these. Like, I mean, I even tweeted it out the other day because I know some Atlanta fans that aren't, don't hate it, but like Reddish and Gallinari is their supposed package for a different starter caliber wing. But I think the wording in the Amic piece, I believe it was Amic was, um, they want somebody that's that's going to be capable and a difference maker on the defensive end. Barnes isn't that. I, I mean, I think he's a good defender, but is he? He's not three than and, Cam Reddish. Like, it, it, I I don't think we can say he's three and D, but he can. I think he's able to. He's he's serviceable. He's able to go out there and do his job. Uh, he won't be locked down, but if you're looking for three point shooting, he is a very good shooter. And I'm looking at last year. Last year at this time, through 40 games, he was averaging around the same point, 16 and a half. The rebounds are similar. Uh, he has six. This I think this year he has six, and last year he had six and a half. Um, the three point shooting last year set 37. percent He's up at 41, 42 right now. So hey, he's shooting the ball a lot better from the three point line. Is his value lesser than what it was last season? Maybe a little bit, but. I think the fact that he has one year on his deal left, that kind of that kind of beefs it up a little bit as far as the interest. I mean, maybe people would be more willing to trade for one year of Harrison Barnes than than two. So from a salary okay. standpoint, but um it's very intriguing when you look at what moves are gonna have to be made. I, I still think that he's a name that could come up more so in the next couple of weeks because of that very reason. He does have only one year left on his contract, and that's probably gonna be appealing to some teams, especially contenders. Um but I was hoping it'd work out. We all were hoping it'd work out here because he is a good player. I think he fits on his team well. Just he's a uh, he's got to pick it up. Yeah, I mean, like trading him, you leave a massive hole on the roster. But at this point, I, I mean, I don't think that they are taking advantage of having him on the roster. So yeah. I, I almost feel like you have to capitalize on on an asset before he ends up blocking for nothing or having a minimal value when he just has half a season left um talking about potentially if if the idea was to hold him on and then move on from him next year um yeah i i think as a fifth starter on a really good team i think barnes is like a great fit in that sort of role um and i guess it is i i feel like i've given Fox a pass for or I've understood like a lack of effort sometimes because maybe not giving it a pass but it's like for me it's like okay Rashawn Holmes is has a lack of effort this year and like I get that just because other guys have are also not trying that maybe that's not a great excuse but Holmes like I don't know I, I get how it's underwhelming um, and if you had other really good defenders around you that you would lock in a little bit more on that end I think it's just kind of natural um in games that the Kings have won this season and Harrison Barnes has been a part of which is 13 of them 17.8 points 6.6 rebounds on 50 percent from the field 50 percent from three and 87 percent from the free throw line 
Um, in losses with Barnes, 23 games, 15.4 points um, down from the 17.8. Uh, went from 6.6 rebounds to 5.9. The field goal percentage drops from 50% to 41%. The three-point percentage drops from 50% to 36%. Um, and the free throw percentage drops from 87% to 80%. That three-point drop from 13 wins with 50% to 23 losses with 36%. Um, it's because... Yeah, the Kings need these complimentary guys of like Barnes and Buddy to show up. Yeah, that's significant. I've said it since last year. I remember when I was tweeting about a game last year, and when the when Harrison Barnes plays well, the Kings always seem to play well. It really does seem that way. And he hasn't been playing awful, but he hasn't been playing very. You can't say he's been playing well either. It's it's been the definition of just just in the middle. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm with him still to to begin the season. Yeah, kind of MIA sometimes, and I think. On a lot of teams, that would be acceptable, but uh, it's not with this the roster nope. that he's working with in Sacramento. Next one's Buddy Heald. Um, this season, he's averaging 15.5 points on and 3.8 rebounds, uh, 2.0 assists as well, on 38.7% uh, from the field. Holy shit. 37.8% uh, from three, which for Buddy is not a good rate. 37.8% on 9.5 threes a game. Um, and 87% from the free throw line. And I've been shocked at the difference in some of these games. Like, I, I want to say he had, I, I should pull it up and get the numbers right, but uh, he had 18 threes in back-to-back -back games, 18 <laughs> three-point attempts, and then he comes out against Atlanta and has eight threes. He had 22 three-point attempts against the Clippers, which was, I want to say, it was top five in his career in amount of attempts. And then he had three attempts in the next game against Memphis. Um, Buddy's been weird this year. I think we can say it's below though. I think we can, I think he, he's, he, it's the worst shooting season of his career so far. And it's, I mean, yeah, 39% from the field, 38 from three. Uh, it, I don't know what the excuse really can, can be. I mean, I feel like he is getting looks and, Sometimes he, we know that how Buddy is. He tries to do a little too much. Uh, that game you just mentioned, the the twenty, how many threes did you take? Was it twenty two? Twenty two. Five yeah. of twenty two. Yeah, he scored sixteen points and shot. I'm sorry, eighteen. That's just incredible to me. It's incredible, and I, I saw the other day. It was it's Buddy and Steph Curry are the only two players in the NBA this year to take over 22 field goal attempts and shoot under 23%. So buddy and Steph, they're still at the top of that, the top of that number. Cause someone had, a, 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 I think the Kings broad TV broadcast put up that buddy's leading the NBA in three That's pointers over the, like what a butter knife <laughs> stat. Three that is. Made. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that one is so funny to me since, yeah. Dece since December 15th. He's late. That's great. Buddy Hill doing great. Right, right. It was a random yeah. day in December that they yeah. started it at. I was like, what are we doing here? And like, yeah, we all do that. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen, I've, I've probably put a stat like that up before too. It's just because, like, a, like a player starts playing well on, on November 8th or whatever. And the day before they had an awful game. So obviously the stats are better. I get that. I totally understand it, but it's just funny because buddy, he's been frustrating to watch a season. And I, he's, I think he's been here for five years. He's the longest tenured King. And this is probably the most, criticism i've seen him get and it's just deserved um he has not been consistent and his consistency is really needed and when you talk about harrison barnes buddy heel is the same thing the kings need buddy heel to be buddy healed from two years ago and 
they need Harrison Barnes to be Harrison Barnes from maybe not quite the beginning of a season, but at least the majority of last season. Um, or this team is not going to win, and they're not winning games. And Buddy's a big part of that. He's not shooting well in the year. I mean, most people would take 38%, but no, that's not what the Kings paid Buddy Heald 20-plus million over four years for. So um, below expectations, of course, we, I don't know if he'll make it in another 41 games on the Kings, but these 41 down have just not been fun to watch. Yeah, definitely below expectations. Um we didn't even mention horrible on defense. I mean, that I, goes, I think that was that, expected to be that goes, that goes without saying, I think. But yeah. yeah, I mean, every night you just watch him just get blown by, and and just he's the happy feet gets blo- is completely blown by to the basket. By yeah, tonight against um against Denver, the end of the third, they ran that Composo Jeff Green pick and roll three times in a row. Um, I w- I want to say Buddy Wheeled was in for the first two, but not for the third because there was a. Tristan Thompson free throw in between. So they subbed him out. Um, he, I mean, it was him and Bagley, uh, him and Thompson in the first one and then him and Bagley. And maybe it's the big job to be communicating, but I mean, I don't know. All three of those guys are uh, pretty rough defensively. Yeah. We um, remember the team is horrible defensively as a, yeah. as a whole, the team is just God awful. Uh, arguably the worst in the year. Statistically, they probably are the worst in the uh, in team, <laughs> the worst defensive team. In the league, so hey, Buddy's a big part of that. So at least he can take some credit for that. Yeah, um, there, there's, I think scenarios where Buddy Heald looks like a solid player. Uh, apparently, they're 27th in defense. Shout out to Portland and Houston for hey. being absolutely atrocious on defense. Western Western Conference. Yeah, living it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that there's teams that maybe can talk themselves into Buddy Heald fitting well with an already really good roster they have in place um, just by his three-point shooting and and being able to do that off movement at high volume and hit shots of high difficulty. Um, there's still been games this year where the Kings don't win without Buddy Heald, but oh, there's sure. also been plenty of games where I see like get that label, but it's like, yes, I don't win without him, but I, well, they, they needed his scoring burst that he had in the second half but also i don't know that they would have been in this position if he didn't if he wasn't so cold in the first half um it's kind of a weird weird year with buddy i think yeah slightly below expectations that well i'd imagine that he's on the trade block like we've heard for the last 10 years um and uh yeah we'll, we'll see what happens this offseason it's uh same thing with wins and losses as barnes by the way and wins um you see 17.6 points from buddy on 42 percent from three in losses, you see 14.1 points from Buddy on 34% from three. So I'm with you. Um, worse from Buddy there. Next guy, we get it, we get a positive one. Um Thank Tyrese God. Halliburton. I know. What do you have on, on Tyrese? Huh? Yeah. Tyrese, Tyrese is killing it. Hey, Tyrese Halliburton, thank you for bringing us just a little bit of of happiness over this 41-game marathon of pain, sorrow, sadness. He's been great. He's been great. Uh, Obviously, we know what he has with the playmaking. The three-point shooting this year has just been awesome, 43% on the year. Uh, Obviously, that number needs to update with tonight's stats in Denver, but 
also the defense tie, I believe is top five in steals. If I can just check that real quick. Um, I believe he's top five in the league in steals per game. Yeah. Well, 1.6 per game. Yeah, He's fourth in total steals, uh, top 10, excuse me, in steals per game. Um, the defense also is there. 14th in assists, which Four- is crazy. 14 assists. He's averaging seven a game, uh, give or take 6.8. Um, he, he's taking that leap and it's why these conversations have started between the Fox Tyrese conversation. The fact that's even a conversation is, is it's a testament to how well he's played and he deserves the praise. He deserves the praise. And obviously he's exceeded expectations. I mean, it, it, and that's something that the Kings and Kings fans should be really excited about. Yeah. Very much exceeded expectations. And for that to be your second year guy, um, yeah, expectations to the point where I'm like, wow, this guy has our all-star potential. Um, and I think that you could claim that last year, but I was like, you know, if I had to bet, maybe he makes one at most. And now I'm like, no, I, I could see multiple. I, I mean, I still think that's an uphill battle, but I think it's way more within the picture um, than than it was previously with some of the self-creation we've seen and all those games of 2010 while Fox was out. Um, and, and it's just about, consistently keeping his aggression level with Fox on the floor alongside him as well. And I think both of those guys are just going to take a little bit of time to get used to playing alongside one another. Um, and yeah, I, I had a whole rant on it, a bunch of rants on it recently, I guess, but oh, for sure, um, they, they both, they need each other. Like if, if a good player can't play alongside other good players, then I don't know what we're doing because they have to. Yeah, and I think you had you asked a question, uh, who is the best player that De'Aaron Fox has, has been around in his time in Sacramento? It's it's pretty clear it's it's Tyrese at this point. It's it's Ty. And I think before that, the I don't even know who who was was if there ever was a, a middle ground founder who the best player De'Aaron had was it Bogey? Bogey, I guess. I mean I mean that year of Buddy. The year of Buddy was great when he averaged, I think, twenty points per game. Um and then at, before, other than that, it's like, like I don't want to say Willie. I'm going to throw up my mouth, but I mean George Hill didn't play that well when he was here. Zach Randolph had a decent year when he was like 37 years old. Um, so no, the, the Kings have not surrounded him with that much talent. And and Ty, man, he is a, a damn good player, and I really think that he he's primed to be a good player in the league for a long time because of all the things he can do. How he can create on offense in multiple ways, whether it's creating offense, which that's new to his game. He was not stepping back, hitting those threes last year. That's that's not something he was doing last year on a regular basis or at all. It's the highlight um, of every single game. It's a highlight of every game. And the the shot is still it's just it's 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 fun to watch because it's just so not textbook, but it just works. And it's just it just works. And I don't think it's gonna stop working either. I just he's finding a way to make it work. And Everything's evolving though. The floater game is 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 nails. He can create with the jump pass. He can create in in set offenses. It just doesn't really matter. He he just really 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 been impressive this year. A silver lining to a of not so fun year, and uh, that's that's pretty much. I'm looking at the list of names. Probably the only overwhelmingly overachieve we might have absolutely so, the only yeah yeah probably it 
there's a couple on here. Maybe we'll get. Actually, I don't think so. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. That might be that might be the only one I had to say over Chivas. I, I have one, but it's just like, or maybe two, but they're very slightly. I cannot wait to hear it. Yeah, and and I'm. That's just because I don't want fucking one person to be the overachiever, <laughs> probably. Um, Somebody, but thank you, Ty. Yeah. I really do. I really am am thankful, and I know Kings fans are too because he is fun to watch. Yeah, the way you started that made me think of. Um, Holy shit, how horrible would this season be without Tyrese Halliburton? Let's jump. Unbearable. I, I oh my god. Unbearable. I don't I don't know how many game I mean, he's won them out of what 16 games. They probably have eleven wins, ten wins, maybe. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, and I'll give the Aaron some credit too, but obviously, uh Ty has has been a player that is he becomes more valuable every game that comes by. Yeah, um, continuous growth. I think he's not even 21. He is 21. He's about to be 22. Just um, turned 21, yeah. Youth. Yes, absolutely. And uh, significant growth every year since his first season in college. Um, big jump from year one to year two in college. And same thing from the pros and rookie year to this year. So bright future there. Thank God. Somewhere. Thank um, God. Rashawn Holmes. I talked about how like his effort level – has been underwhelming. I mentioned that briefly earlier. This year he's at uh, 12.6 points and 8.7 rebounds um, in 26.1 minutes, by the way, on 69.2% from the field. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, three-point uh, three numbers don't matter. 50% though, come on. You're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should highlight any possibly good numbers here. Give him some flowers. Uh, and then 80.6% from the free throw line, which holy, like, holy hell. I mean, 80% from the line is just, that's just bonkers. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, it, I, I feel like it has to be underwhelming, but I, I feel like there's, man, it's, it's hard. Holmes has had such a weird year. He had that eye laceration, um, that was the significant this, one with the, the, the bloody scene. Um, and then he had one earlier in the year, right, of maybe not an eye laceration, but he had something with what I believe was that same eye. The same eye. He he. Uh, it was like four or five games apart, too. He he took a hit to the eye, and then he, he got it sliced, like sliced near his eye. And it was nasty because we saw it at practice how his eye the first time was all the blood vessels were broken, and it just – it just looked awful. He took just a, a hit to the face. Then it got sliced open like four games later. So it is weird though, to look at it and, and see he's shooting 69% from the field, which is crazy. 80% from the free throw line, which is, that's gotta be above the best in the league among centers or the best in the league among centers. Um, but it just, it does feel like he hasn't really been what he was last year. And I think that he hasn't, and it might just be because he hasn't been here. Um, yeah. But are you going? Are you going as expected? Or are you going below? You said below. I'm going below, but I think that like, yeah, no, I, I'm going below because I think even the beginning of the year, like the lack of effort, I, I think has been surprising to me. Um, I don't know if it's like a disappointment with the contract that he got because I mean personally, I think he deserved more money. Um, but I, I think that that's been disappointing to me. But you know, there is the freaking 2020 game he had earlier this year, so yeah, he's had his moments. I, I'm gonna go slightly worse. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Holmes since in since uh, 
the change of the year, or I'm sorry, since the beginning of December, he's Oof. played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games of the possible 20, I believe. And in those games, he has not played well. <laughs> no. Um, and, and he's in health and safety protocol right now. After he came back, he said after the uh, significant eye laceration that it was the worst injury he's had of his career. And the first time he wasn't able to um, stay in shape while he was injured, which was kind of interesting to me. I, I still don't fully understand because yeah, it's an eye injury. I don't really get that. I don't really get that at all, actually. Um, like even Marvin, when Marvin broke his, his hand and people can say what they want about Marvin and I'm sure we'll get to him in a little bit, but he was working out there every day pregame. We'd get there before the game during the, the, the pandemic. Uh, and he'd be, he'd be working with, with one hand. So Rashawn, I would imagine should have actually always plays with one hand. He always plays with one hand. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, Rashawn, I mean, he should have been getting more work and I guess to get more conditioning in, but, um, no, when you look at the beginning portion of the season, like my goodness, from game one through 18, Rashawn was averaging 14.4 points, 10 rebounds, a block, 69% from the field. And since I think he's had only one game with 10 plus rebounds, um, he had a big game against the Lakers where he went 12 of 12 from the field. That was really fun. Um, but well, that was fun. The Kings lost by 25 that night, um, <laughs> but that was fun. So. Yeah, I, I'm also going to kind of say underwhelming just a little bit, and that's not entirely fair because he hasn't been here. He's missed 14 games, which is pretty substantial in my mind. Um, after last year, he missed only 11, and the year before that, he did miss a little, a, a lot of time um, with the shoulder injury. But um, it that is kind of interesting that if he does miss a lot more time this year, that's kind of a conversation that may have to happen, not being injury-prone, but – Missing 28 games in 2019, 2020, and missing, I mean, 25, 30 this year if he continues to miss time. That's that's gonna be, that's gonna be a conversation. I think just something to keep an eye on. But um, he hasn't been here. We'll see what happens when he comes back. Hopefully, he comes back soon. But uh, again, we need more out of everybody. Everyone we've talked about so far: Buddy, Rashawn, Harrison. Everyone needs to play better, otherwise the team is not going to win games. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. And Holmes is a guy that I think relies a lot on his teammates to set him up. And those guys, the primary guys uh, that we talked about earlier, have pretty much disappointed expectations uh, for the most part. So, yeah, I, I think it might be a little unfair, but just given the circumstances and just keeping those in mind, I, I'm going to, yeah, stick with my. Uh, hey, man, we're being fair. Worse. We're being like te- we're doing. Te- you know, teachers have favorite students, and they still fail them sometimes, or give them a bad grade. We, we gotta be, we gotta be unbiased. Sorry. Yeah, did we about talk it. about how horrible Tyrese is on defense? By the way. <laughs> hey, man, you want you want to start that beef more? No, I do you, not. You you want to you, you want to post this snippet? Tag no, it. No, I think we're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Top five in in what what was it? Steals total total steals. Yeah, in steals per game. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ty, yeah, Ty's no, gonna no, and, and Ty's been really good off ball. Uh yeah, just uh just joking there. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. 
Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 That's now streaming. Dad! He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Dust that. Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Now streaming only on Hulu. Next guy. What's up, Ty? Dr. Rashawn. <laughs> uh, Terrence Davis. 9.5 points, 3.1 rebounds, 1 assist on 40% from the field, 30% from 3, and 80% from the free throw line. I don't know that I had crazy expectations for Terrence Davis, um, but it's been worse. He was horrible to start the year. He was unplayable with some of his shots. Um, he had a really good preseason. There was a bunch of hype coming out of training camp that he had played so well. Um, I think that he's a player when, when you're like this bench spark plug microwave scorer that relies a lot on confidence. Um, and we saw that shaken a lot at the beginning of the year. And I think, I don't remember when it was, but he talked about, uh, you know, it, it was hard the beginning of the season and he's kind of gotten into a rhythm since, but now he's dealt with this lingering ankle injury. Um, which I know James Ham had something to say on his on his Thursday podcast, some kind of insight to that. And I won't quote anything because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen to that. And, and James and Sean do a great pod, obviously. Um, it's hard to not say worse for TD, no? Yeah, I, when you look at what he did last year, 44% from the field, uh, 37 from three-point line, 11 points per game over 27 games. And that's only 21 minutes per game, granted. Um, he was one of the, he, he was the acquisition for the Kings, kind of like the prize Like he really worked out and it's kind of, yeah, it's funny to say he was like the acquisition that right. Ryan McNair's made, but, uh, he, he played really well and he, he earned a contract, uh, and it's been about the same sample size this season. So we're looking at 22 games this year versus 27 last year, his field goal percentage is down from 44 to 40 three point is way down from 37 to 30 points per game is down from 11 to nine. Um, it, I think that what we're seeing though, is with him not playing and all everything that's going on, I think buddy healed eventually is going to get moved. And I do think that TD is going to play more and maybe you'll have a chance to, to, to bring those numbers up and hopefully get back to what we saw last year. Uh, for now it's, it's going to be under, he's under, under exceeding, under exceeding, underperforming, obviously. Um, he, he's not, not playing well over the whole course of the season, but, um, I don't think the book is closed. I just have a hunch that when buddy inevitably gets moved, whether it's this year, or the off season, TD is going to kind of slide into that role. He's going to get those minutes and he's going to play it in my mind, a similar version, buddy and TD are very similar in the way they kind of operate on the floor. TD's probably a little bit better defender. And obviously he hustles more and it's kind of does more like the intangibles are kind of more there. But they're both take some crazy shots too. They're both wild cards. They're both wild cards. They're very similar. They're both they're very similar how they operate. And I think we can make an argument that TD is a better defender, uh, but he's a better rebounder. There are things they do differently, sure. But the fact is, they both are are scores that are streaky. And when you look at what TD, his contract situation, his age, he's five years younger than Buddy, and he's making ten times less money or, or. He's making two million or four million. He's making a lot less money than Buddy, maybe five times less. Yeah, he's making four million dollars a year. Five million, yeah, four or five million a year for this year next. 
he's making five times less than Buddy. It's just I I think that it's it's an intriguing possibility that he could be, end up being that bench guard for the Kings, and I'm okay with that. If the Kings keep losing games and they, I don't know if you want to call it punting, but you want to give TD 25 minutes a night, I'm all for it. He's under contract next season. Why not see what we have and and hope he turns into that kind of player because we talked about the Harrison Barnes situation. Like he's not doing much for you. If you're losing games, same with Buddy Heald, uh, paying Buddy Heald $20 million to score 16 points, make four threes and a loss. Not that intriguing to me. Um, it's not appealing. So TD is underperformed. I'm hoping that there's a chance for him to kind of turn it back around. I think that he has really, I like his upside. I just think that what we saw last year could be, could be very valuable to the team. And we haven't seen it yet, but hopefully we do. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you. I think similarly like a down year, but I, I still think that there's a really solid player in TD. This is, you know, he is 24, which I, I guess pe- some people would call old, but this is his third year in the NBA. Um, Are you so saying that because you're 24? You're saying that because you're 24? I guess so. No. You think that- I, I just think like NBA standards, like, I, I people wouldn't call it old, but I don't know that people would call it young. I guess I would say. I would say, and I've been asking this question a lot myself too. I'm 27, and when you're 27, you are either, all right, I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a pros pro. I'm a really good player, or you're like a a fringe guy. There's like your your Miami Heat, LeBron James, or your Mo Harkless and the Kings. You know, they're about about, Ooh, about the same wow. thing. Holy shit! Yeah, wow, those ages. <laughs> Mo Harkless twice. Whoa. Yeah. Mo's he yeah. just I think he's Mo just turned 28. So um Mo is yeah. 28. Yeah. 24, I'd say you you need to start kind of becoming the player, or you you have to be the player you're going to be. I think it's kind of you don't see many stories of people at 24, 25, 26 growing into superstars. Or I'm not saying Terrence Davis is gonna be a superstar, but um just the player that you're going to be, I think you kind of become it's like your like your high school years. It's like the NBA's version of your high school years. You're you're I think it's like your senior year when you're 24. It's like the last year where you can, you know, have excuses. I, I can still get away with shit. Yeah, before you become a real adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, which is so funny because I'm. So you, you sorry, finish TD. I'm, I'm looking at Davion is 24, which is honestly insane. Or yeah. about to be 24, but well, sorry. Thoughts on TD first? Uh, no, no, no. You're good. Um. Yeah, TD, even if he never develops into this, if he just stays as this streaky seventh, eighth guy bench scorer, um, I think there is a lot of value in that when you actually get like decent defenders around him. Um, I, I don't think he's a positive impact defender, but I don't know that he's like hurting you actively when he's out there. I think he can be about neutral, maybe a slight negative, but like he's just one of those guys that I think also would really benefit from having good um defensive wings behind him able to clean up which i say one of those guys it's the entire damn team to be honest um but yeah i mean he he had a stretch this year of 23 points 28 points 16 points 19 points um for four games in a row there and i think just him being able to have those five game spurts having four of those throughout a season even um I, i think holds some value in I agree with you. Like if Buddy goes, I think it would be interesting for TD to get a little bit more opportunity and um, seems like a confidence guy. So getting in a rhythm and, and being able to develop that, I think we could see some pretty promising stretches from him. Um, but Davion is next on this list. Um, rookie, 
ninth overall pick. Um, I think that's right. Pretty sure. Yes, yeah. Yes, nine. Um, 9.4 points on 25 minutes, 9.4 points, 3.3 assists and 2.2 rebounds on 39% from the field and 30% from three and 66% uh, from the free throw line. Mm. Yeah. I actually said as expected. Yeah. It's a rookie point guard. Yeah. I know he's a four-year guy. His defense has been better than I expected. Defense, yeah, the defense has been it's, – it's kind of been – I don't know. The plays that he makes where he really stands out and locks down somebody, they, they're they so fun to watch. But I don't think he – I don't think you can say he's been great defensively. And I think a lot of people want to say like, – that's what he's known as, a stopper. But I don't think he's been like what he was in summer league or anything like that. You know, but obviously he's a rookie. It, it's – He's not supposed to come in and start defending the best players in the world at a high and, level. And he's and he's like a six one guard. I don't know what six yeah. one guard was going to be this great impact on defense. Like one on one on the perimeter is is great, you know. But I, I just don't know that he. Yeah, I, I think it was too much to expect him. Uh, I'm not saying you, but no, I think summer league put summer league put some expectations on him for sure. Yeah, like he's gonna be a stopper. He could yeah. be. Yeah, I'm certainly not mad at uh, slightly worse. I just yeah. think that I, I don't know. I, I I think I probably had a little lower. I, I mean, those percentages actually are pretty bad. Yeah, um, I don't know if I expect. I, I mean, sure. I don't know, though. I'm like, this is a really tough one because I don't want to say he's. It's just yeah, when you look at the 39% and 30%, I don't and 66 from the line as a guard, I don't know how you can say, oh, it's expected. I expect I didn't I did not expect him to come in and shoot 39, 30, and 66. That's that's a little I now I don't want him to shoot 40% from three in, in 45. I was more expect, expecting like 42, 33, 70. Mm-hmm. That yeah. wouldn't be horrible, especially in college with how well he shot from three point range. Yeah, and, and but there were those earlier years. Like I think the senior year was his outlier, right, for shooting. Yeah. And so I guess it's this is a hard one because we're basing it off expectations coming in. And I think I had just told myself I'm not going to really place many expectations on Davion, and then we'll see what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's has Davion either won or lost you any games. Like, no, right? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think he has won it. Well, he had a nice shot late against portland it was kind of a fadeaway to put them up five with like a minute 20 so like i don't know if that one i think marvin's shot in the corner of that game won the game the three-pointer which that was a good moment for marv um but no I'm, i mean i'm looking at his games he's had a couple of games like where he's blown like he scored 22 against the warriors he scored 18 12 19 over a three-game sp- uh, period then he scored 20 and 18 uh two out of three games so yeah it's he he also was kind of able to run into a big game on offense, and that's exciting to me because I do think he can become kind of a Marcus Smart type. I, I kind of like that comparison. Like I think he can become kind of a guard that scoring isn't going to be the first thing he does every night, but he's going to find the open man because the assist numbers haven't been horrible either. Uh, during summer league a couple people like where my twitter mentions going off about the fact that he was averaging a, a, a one assist per game over the first four games of summer league or something and it i don't i never was concerned because he was making the right passes shots weren't falling and in the bench he's 
three and a half assists per game off the bench. That's pretty, that's fine for a backup point guard. Yeah. Um, Davion's interesting for sure. I, I think that we've seen flashes of everything. Like we've seen those moments, some of the ones that you pointed out of what he's done on offense. Um, there's been a couple games of decent uh, assist levels and and also some solid scoring, all finishing around the rim, like three level scoring uh, legitimately. But what got pointed out to me and I, I like realized the accuracy of and just kind of has continued as the year has gone on. We've never seen a game where it's all happening at the same time. Um, and until we see one of those, I, I think I'm, yeah, I mean, it's a rookie point guard It's going to take time. It, it's a six, one rookie point guard who was coming in as a defensive stopper. Like, I, I don't know exactly what expectations were. So kind of a rough one. Um, I'm with you though. I, you talked to me from as expected to a little slightly worse, Just slightly, slightly and the only reason why i think we have to do it is because he's, he's not an 18 19 year old kid either and, and that's it's still his first year in the nba that doesn't make the, his first year in the nba anymore you know it doesn't make it easier because he's older but it just it ramps up that timeline as far as you know at the end of his rookie contract he's gonna be 27 28 years old so um it's, it's very it's very interesting it's a very interesting situation so um Exciting though to have it's exciting to have a guard like him on the team that is defensive first, and we'll see if the Kings have plans about him being here long term. That's something that who I don't think anybody I'm looking at on this list is a hundred percent going to be on the team. Come that like I don't I don't see anyone that I'm like for sure they're going to be here hundred percent. Maybe Ty is like the only one I'm looking at that for sure could be here, but yeah, I I mean I still think probably Ty and Fox, but. Yeah, yeah. So like 100%, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Ty it's would like, be the one I'm most confident in. I feel it's like, like. Wh- who would you bet like your your car? Like how confident would you be betting your car on that De'Aaron Fox will be here? I, w- I would just say I'm not going to bet on I'd say I'm not going to bet my car on that because I'm not sure. Like, I'm, no, I'm not I, I don't live sure. near Golden One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a biker. No, not I'm a biker. Good. Not walkable. Uh, for Ty, though, I'd probably, I'd probably throw it out there. You want my Corolla? Yeah. Ty, Ty's, not go, Ty's not going no. anywhere. Yeah. Freezing cold and, takes. And if, gonna if we me. stay, then, you know, Cy, Ty, uh, Ty, Cy, uh, Ty just gets me a new Civic, you know? Like, I got to have yeah. something that we win with here, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you and Ty talking up that he'd, he'd buy you a car. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Get a, 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 another five steel game for him. He'll he'll say, where's Brendan at? Right. Yeah. You, um, you got Civic coming your way, buddy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> Trezzy Metu is next on the list. Uh, shit. I, I mean, I don't know what I expected of Metu coming into the year. It's not much. I certainly didn't expect him to be in the starting lineup. Um, I said as expected. It, as yeah. expected for if, if you would ask me at the beginning of the year, if Trezzy Metu is given this responsibility, what do you think he'd do with it? This is probably about what I would have said. Only because we weren't expecting much from him. I'm going to say as expected. I I think 40% and 26% from from th- – am I reading that right? 26% from three. Six and a half boards is cool. I like that. I like that he's rebounding. And it does seem like he flirts with a double-double every time he plays. And obviously the buzzer beater is a great Kings moment, and that's going to be looked at for a long time. So that's that's cool. That's fun. Um, but no, he, he's as expected when he's out there, he's kind of like a, a forward center version of buddy Heal, whereas he just, 
is not afraid to let it fly and he makes decisions where you're kind of just like oh shit okay i guess that's what we're doing um so i it's it's hard for me to sit here and just kind of read too much into it other than i i don't love that he gets backup minutes uh i think that if he's your backup forward you're having some problems if he's playing big minutes and he has been playing 23 minutes starter. 23 minutes per game man that's that's not that's that's not a little he, like for comparison Damian Jones has only played 14 minutes per game this season and Chimanzi's playing almost I mean he's playing 24 so yeah it's um I can't say I've been horribly disappointed in Chimanzi I can't say I've been impressed I'm I'm just right in the middle he is what he is he is what he was last year too it's just the same thing yeah um he just shouldn't be he's not a guy that should be playing he should no. be asked to do what he's been asked to do on a team that has expectations of making the postseason this year. Uh, where I am most disappointed, he shot four threes per game um, and made 25% of them. But out of his four, 2.4 of them are classified as wide open by NBA's tracking stats. Um, over half of them, and he's made 24% on wide open threes. And one uh, of those is, was a, one of those was a buzzer beater too. So yeah. Um, and then I think he came out after that buzzer beater and I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I think a lot of shooting is confidence for these fringe guys. Um, maybe yeah, the confidence will be up. And I think he even talked about it. Um, something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, to be honest, I was starting to get in my head before this. He had just got moved to the bench. He's um, like, oh, I wonder I wonder why I, I wonder yeah, why. And uh, he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't showed up much. Again, uh, great. Great moment. For much. Him. Great moment. for Absolutely. Him, Absolutely. Great moment. That's and, a fun and moment. Who seems like a great guy? Oh, he seems like a great dude. And it just—I don't know if a three-point, sh- like I just don't know if that's in his future, being a three-point shooter. But um, what the hell do I know? I just—I just don't know if it's in his future. So yeah, and, and I think what he's been asked to do is so confusing um, because he got thrown out there originally by Luke. Like, oh, we need rebounding. We're going to give him five games. And then later it's like, okay, well, the rebounding didn't get much better. Like Metu's a decent rebounder, but the team rebounding didn't get much better. And then all of a sudden, like I asked him at a shoot around one day, he said his role was to be a three and D player. And that's what he was doing um, when I don't think he was necessarily doing either one of those. Yeah. Great. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what you, you're not, you're not, he's not three and D. So I just don't know what he is. Uh, I, I don't know if you, maybe you can call him an energy guy. I, but what, what energy is he bringing? Uh, I just don't know what type of energy that is because it's ill-advised shooting or or poor defense. I don't know. He's out there, though. He's out there and he's playing. He he certainly is. Um, He's out there. And and super inconsistent minutes. Him and Harkless are both swapping between, like, the starting lineup or either not playing at all, which... That's the thing, man. It's just this team, there's a zero zero consistency. with The rotation has changed so many times this year. It's just I can't even keep up with it. And... It's going to continue to change too. I mean, I man, it, it's crazy we're only halfway done because 41 games from now, we could have a whole new team here. The Kings could somehow be in the playing race or in the God, God forbid they win the plane. I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying when I look at the rotation, look at what Shemezi Metu has done, how he's been start a starter out of the rotation, bench back in the rotation, 40 games, man. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I hope they win the play, but it was it's just well, they, of course, it, it's it's so frustrating to go from these games of what the what the fuck did I just watch to 
they're really gonna beat the i don't know the suns right now yeah like yeah well they come out after some shitty performances and it's like oh we're gonna beat the miami heat right now while they have i mean they're missing guys but they do have Butler, Butler and Lowry, Ta- yeah, Tower like, Hero. I mean, they that, those are good players. Those are good NBA players. They beat. It's just, and then you lose to the game before you lose Hawks. to Jalen Brunson, and yeah, and, yeah. J- Jalen Brunson cooks you, and then Kevin Herter. It's just, it's so interesting to me, and it's it's frustrating because this team, not to go on a whole tangent as we before we move on to Marvin, but um, they they've missed the play in. They've been the team on the outside looking in, the 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 last team on the outside looking in. For I think three years in a row, eighteen nineteen they were the nine they were the nine seed. Nineteen twenty pandemic shortened season they missed the playing by two games they're the eleven seed. Twenty twenty one missed the playing game by two games they tied for the 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 eleven seed. Um, with with New Orleans it's just I it's they're on the outside looking in every year barely the, ba- the bar got lowered so the kings made so they, sure to get just they, below it again <laughs> they lowered too yeah yeah they, they finished ninth they could have finished ninth or tenth nope finished 11th two years in a row so and here we are yeah. again we're locked into this 11 10 probably finish it's it's really going to be interesting to watch uh but as we go on with this list i just obviously this roster is reading these names and going through them is it's not gonna cut it it's just not gonna do it man it's not going to do it. They need better surrounding guys. They need, I mean, I'm going to hold on to hope that uh, they can get a good coach in the offseason. And that's what the change is. But like, just like I was <sighs> hoping last year and when the ham tweet came through, if Walton's sticking around, I was like, well, shit, uh, guess yeah. I'll find a new way to be optimistic and pray the ham bomb draft goes well. That uh, ham bomb rattled me too. That Oh God. Yeah. Waiting at the doctor's office. Just saw that. Like, well, <laughs> you remember that- traumatic event. Now I need, uh, now I'm happy. Now I'm happy that I'm here. So yeah, there we go. Uh, next one, Marvin Bagley uh, has been in the starting lineup recently, uh, 21 minutes per game, 21 games played as well. Um, 8.1 points, 7.0 rebounds. He's been, a re- he's done a really good job of rebounding the ball recently. And I, I know you pointed that out. Um, maybe not this game, but the game before uh, less than one assist per game as he does 42.9% from the field, 22.4% from three and 72% from the free throw line. Um, I'll go first, and I guess we can speed it up a little bit on some of these guys. Well, we're, um, we're almost to the bottom where a lot of are. these guys. I mean, once point. we get once we get past Damian, I don't think there's. Or yeah. I guess we could throw Mo, Mo in there. Was my last, yeah. A lot of incompletes, but please, your thoughts on Marvin? I actually went with um, slightly above average, but above expectations because okay, okay. I, I just think that we've seen him accept a role and i don't know that that was the case before um unless i'm forgetting the end of last year because he he did become a solid three-point shooter last year and it sucked that that has disappeared um like that that is really harmful holy shit 17 percent on wide open threes a lot as of late too no most the last like oh, four shit. or five games he's really fallen off as far as his offensive production they do not care about him shooting no um, but but he's finished around the rim weirdly nice with his left hand every single time, but weirdly nice. Um, he's done a really good job rebounding. He's still a horrible defender, but like <laughs> I, I think that what's done it for me is that like he has seemingly had that mind shift change of I'm not going to go out and just try to prove that I st- that there's still a star in me. And instead, I'm just going to go out and play my role. 
And I think that like that's just been encouraging for me. I don't know. Going through these numbers, I'm like, maybe not. But yeah, I think that just he has the athleticism and yeah, fluidity and length of like, if you're going to accept a role, I think that there is a spot for you in the NBA somewhere. And I think at the end of last year, I was like, I don't know if this guy is an NBA player for many more years. And that's the thing. The numbers are worse, right? But Marvin Bagley, the player to me has been a better basketball player. And I think that the first three years of his career, he was just kind of trying to get his his points, get his buckets, get his numbers. And this year he's, he's making the extra pass. He, the effort is there. The hustle is there. Um, the shot, his decision-making is a lot better. Did he, did he pass tonight? Are, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, maybe not tonight, but I'm just messing with you. I'm just, I know I'm the, with ball, you. the ball's not stopping as much is, is kind of the point. Like it's absolutely, not, it's not the, the black hole where you throw the ball in and it's not coming back out. And that's one thing that Chris and I, Chris Watkins and I have talked about a lot is that last week we complained about once the ball would enter the post to Marvin, it ain't coming back out. It's and we we've come. Kings fans are so accustomed to Demarcus Cousins and how he played, and he was such a great passer, great passer. He was a good passer. He he was he was very giving. He would he was he had. I thought he had good court vision, Demarcus Cousins, back in his his best days here. But um, when the ball went down to him, he, it would go it would come back out with Marvin, who was the next like quote unquote supposed to be the next great big the Kings had. Um, the ball this stops once it gets to him he's either going to score it or he's more than likely going to miss it and the touch has gotten a little better but that's been a problem the last couple games again is he's getting those open looks he's freeing up and he's just not completing the touch isn't happening but um i'm gonna say as expected because i didn't expect him to come in and be better than he had i didn't expect more than 14 and 7 I knew his his role was going to be diminished, especially when the week leading into the season, we know he was out of the rotation completely. So opening oh, I night that was this year. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it was three years ago. Yes. Um. God, what a circus of a season! Throw it. They look, fired their coach four, 14, 17 games into the. I've. Oh God. Yeah, yeah it, it's a circus. The the puke game. There's so many things. <laughs> you see. Like James, has to, we're someone was making a joke about when James Ham writes his book, and it's like, man, I think we all could write a book at this point. <laughs> just about this year alone. So, um, I'll say in the middle, just Marvin. He, I think he's maybe I'll even teeter a little. Like I'll put the the gauge a little towards exceeded, just because he has played better in as a team aspect. He's played more team basketball, and that's good for him in his career going forward. Because I think teams they know he has talent, but he needs to be able to to play with other. He needs to play. There's five players on the floor. So yeah. it's not just Marvin Bagley's world. It's uh, the Sacramento Kings, and he's he's going to play going forward. So, Yeah, um, I think there's a good chance. I'd be surprised, honestly, if he is still here. Oh, me too. After the deadline with uh, his contract value and it's going into restricted. I, I, I don't. I, I found myself having a moment of like, hmm, should the Kings like maybe match the qualifying um, offer? And then I was like, no, what the hell I do? <laughs> well, me, me too, because I he's only 22 is the thing. It's just he's so young, and he has talent, and I know, and I'm not saying I'm, I speculate. I just know he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be good. I don't think he'll be an all-star, but I can see him averaging 16 and 8 or 17 and 9. He's going to be good. He's going to be good somewhere. Yeah. And I, I, just, wish, I, just, I wish he was here, but, but it can't be probably, right? Like, I – yeah, I'm with you. I think so. that there's potential for him to be solid somewhere, but 
I'm just at the point where I'm like both sides. It's for the better to break this up and, I and think it's on. I think it's over. I think he's at least going out on a good note and he's being a good teammate. Um, he he's being a team player. Uh, this of course is is the same season he refused to come into a game, but that was in my mind purely Walton related. Wow. So that was Walton related. That wasn't him not wanting to respect his teammates and, and he's been seemingly i mean what i think is pretty different since gentry oh yeah and he, he even said that he like he loves playing for gentry and so well yeah you he, he's he's playing you so of course yeah um but and no why would you say yeah yeah it, it, it's it's been a it's been a hard king's career for him and i do think it's nearing the end it makes me sad because I do think he's going to have success elsewhere. I'm ha- if I'm wrong, I mean I won't say that's great because that I don't want him to to not succeed. But um, I wish it would have worked here. I think all of us Kings fans wished it would have worked and he would have been the player that they thought he was going to be. And the the Luca thing didn't happen, but it did. Marvin is what he is. Luca is what he is, which is unfortunate for us. And uh, life goes on. It does, um, and we got to experience Alex Len's best game of his Sacramento career, or or at least this season. I, I believe it all probably also includes the fifteen games he played. Uh, it was nineteen twenty. It was um, the uh, it was the most points Alex Len has scored in a Sacramento Kings uniform. Double double I mean, as yeah, well. Killer, killer. Just 18-10. The only answer to Jokic. There was no answer, but the closest thing, the only not the only player who didn't get cooked every single time by Jokic, he he held his own on defense. I thought I, I think that he was far and away Sacramento's best option as a big, uh, yeah, twenty eight minutes, seven eleven from the field, uh, four or five from the free throw line, with ten rebounds, three of those being offensive, um, eighteen points. Uh, there's two steals in there as well, actually, and uh, two assists. I actually think that like in the short roll, he has been a good passer earlier in the year since he's come back i uh from health and safety protocol which has only been a couple games now um and i think he's still just slowly getting worked back in uh with with tonight maybe being the first outbreak of of getting more comfortable he said post game that uh he's feeling fine when it comes to conditioning but he does have like a slight thing bothering him with his lower back still um so i I think there's that but uh yeah I, i think that when it comes to len i as expected, really. Um, nothing. Oh, yeah. I don't know what is all too notable, really. No, as expected. I think that when he's in, he, he does a decent job of rebounding. Uh, I think where's per 36 here? Per 36 minutes, uh, Alex Lenz pulling down around 10 rebounds per game, which is – that's great. That's what we need. Um, the, the rim protection has been pretty good, and he did a decent job with the Oka tonight. I mean, nobody could stop him, but um, I, I do like having him on the team and his depth uh also i've never heard him speak before tonight same i thought he had like an i thought he's from the ukraine and i i thought he had an accent he just does at least a little he he, he's nothing yeah you would have never known i was like oh you okay i i was expecting like a russian kind of like ukrainian i don't know i just like oh yes i got a Jokic, and it just (laughs) that wasn't it because he looks like he looks like a like he's he's a scary looking dude and knowing where he's uh yeah, knowing where he's from, I, I, I wasn't. I was surprised by his voice too. He's one player that they've never brought him out for media with us at the games or at, at practice or anything. 
Um, so that was surprising to me. <laughs> it, it, I am absolutely with you. Um, so. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the clip of him, talking uh, to include, but it may not might, happen. Might not be loud. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, it's too spontaneous. Who we got next? Um, Tristan Thompson. Uh, you want to you wanna go ahead with this one? Again, I this is where we're at the point in the list where the expectations were were minimal, and he's been rebounding. I will say, honestly, you know what? No, I think he deserves a little bit of props. I think that he's played. I the off the court stuff is the off the court stuff, and I know that that's very evident, and it's it's very out there right now. What is going on with Tristan Thompson? That's honestly, off, why I chuckled at rebounding off but. the court. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's scoring too. Um, he, he's scoring for sure. It's um, it's he's played well. When, I mean, fifty one percent from the field. He's averaging five and a half boards a game. Uh, he's had a couple double doubles. He's been, I think, in a very good teammate. I think he's been a really great guy to have around the locker room, at least from from the outside looking in. Um, I'd say he's exceeded a tiny bit. I'll say I expected a little exceeded because when he is in the games, I don't think he's, I don't think he's playing like awful like when i think of awful i look at what hassan white said did last year um the efforts there are a little more but I, I i'd say average it's in the middle i actually went slightly worse but i think i also had maybe the highest expectations of thompson from like most people i talked to and it's not like i thought thompson was going to be great or anything but i was like oh no i think this guy could win the backup center spot you're a bot um, well you're a boston guy too right i yeah like i Yes. And my logic was like Boston really misused him by playing him at the four so much. So when he's moving back to primarily playing the five, um, there's a good chance in my mind that if he looks significantly better than the horrible season he had in Boston. Um, yeah. So I, I think that just because I had like, oh, well, you know, I think that maybe there could be something of uh, they're just never really seem like a moment where i'm like maybe there was like a stretch of 10 games or something where i'm like oh no he might be the best backup center option and uh hasn't really panned out but i can't really yeah i guess i can't say i'm disappointed in him i'm, I'm gonna go with even because i'm yeah. i wouldn't say i'm disappointed i mean it's hard yeah. to be, it's hard to be disappointed in some of these players that you didn't have much expectation for which is why i think chemezi tristan alex they kind of right. fall into that category like Hey, they they are what they are, kind of. I, I think we all knew they weren't going to come in and be diff- huge difference makers. I think Terrence Davis is one that was disappointing because I think he was a guy that we thought was going to be a a, con- a a big contributor to his team. So, um, Tristan Thompson yeah. also a guy I don't think he'll be on the team long. I think that a lot of these guys could be gone in the next couple of weeks. Uh, truthfully, I think that a contending team. I mean, Tristan, someone out there would want Tristan Thompson, and he's nine million. If yeah. you add Tristan and Bagley together, you get to about twenty million. If yeah. you want to put Tristan and Bagley and a first round pick, um, that's enticing. It's something. Me. Yeah, it, it's ex- it, it's an expiring deal, a restricted young um, player. Yeah, like is Detroit take considering that for Jeremy Grant or Christian how, Wood? Like, I think it gets considered. I I don't I, know that it's enough. I think I mean if you're if you're young and you're building, why not? Like why not? Yeah. Like the, the kids have to throw Davion in. I, I mean personally, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. But the, but those salaries are are notable. I mean think about it. the Pistons have Cade Cunningham. They're they're gonna get another t- uh, high draft pick this year. 
They do already have Corey Joseph, so why do they need Dave? Oh, sweet lordy. A Corey <laughs> Joseph reference. We made it an hour and ten minutes for the first Corey <laughs> Joseph reference. Yeah. I'm giving him I'm giving him a under expectations, even though he's not on the list. I'm I'm not no, no. giving him an under <laughs> permanently. permanently. It, it, Chris well, Chris and I on our podcast, we do we haven't been doing it much this year because we, we've been so disappointed. We haven't been doing our awards segment too much, but we do a Coke Machine of the Week for our like we do king of the week and coke machine of the week uh for worst player of the week and we gave it to Corey joseph probably like nine times i think in a row um i feel bad about it though because Corey does seem like a really nice guy but he really does and the other guards really liked him yeah i feel bad about it i feel i feel bad about it but yeah it's still funny it, to me it, to yeah, me no i'm with you um <laughs> yeah thompson about as expected damian jones um He's played well recently. He got destroyed tonight, though. My um, God. Holy. I, what was it? The uh, shit. I wish I had it in front of me. Um, The third quarter, the middle of the third, or maybe it was the uh, start of this. No, it, it was in the second half. He came in for about a three minute stretch once Len went to the bench. And I swear, Jokic scored eight points right off. Like the second Damian Jones came in the game, Jokic was like, all right, give me the ball. I'm going to do whatever I want. And he did. Which isn't really a knock on freaking Damian Jones, like third se- third string center Damian Jones, who has been playing well. I-, I think he's shown potential to be a backup center in the league. Um, that's the MVP. So like, it's not that much of a knock, but he's been playing well recently. Um, he's got yeah twenty five games so far this year um, with five point eight points and and four point two rebounds, sixty one percent from the field. Uh, he, he hit a couple threes earlier in the year, and now all of a sudden he's throwing them up every once in a while. He's, um, he's, he's getting a little too ambitious with that that shot. It's, it's a little much. It's not my I, I know they said that everybody shoots 100 threes before they leave practice. Um, maybe it's not every practice, but they have everybody shooting threes. There's been a few times when we show up to practices, and the big men are on the shooting. Court shooting threes. Um, Alex Len. And, and I don't hate that they're doing that or anything. Um, no, it's 2022 NBA. Yeah. Got to knock um, him down. Totally. And uh, I'm trying to pull up Damian Jones's recent play because – I got it right here. More... Go ahead. I got it right here. Uh, this is not counting the 23-8 game against the Spurs, by the way, though. Uh, the 23-8 game against the Spurs was very fun. That was out of nowhere. I think before the season high was six points. Um, but over the last seven games when he's really kind of become a part of the rotation, like a hard – part of the rotation when Gentry was like, oh, yeah, he's going to play. Um, 11 points per game. This is coming into, into play tonight, by the way. I think tonight he barely played, so take Eight this minutes to salt. Yeah, to, but this is coming into play tonight. 11 points per game, 7.5 boards, 66% from the field, 72% from the free throw line, and what's not – I don't love the, the 0.4 blocks. I'd like to see a little more room protection, but um, I'm going to say all things considered, he's exceeded expectations. I thought he was for sure going to be waived um, or non-guaranteed coming into the season just to kind of free up a roster spot. And now we know how conservative Monty is with his decision-making and, and adding players to this roster. I, I think the amount of roster moves he's made can be counted on both hands over the two years he's been here. So now I look back at it like I'm not too stunned he he kept Damian, and I'm kind of happy he did because um, – He's played well, and I think he is a guy that would be a nice depth piece going forward. Like I'd almost make the argument that I don't think you need to have both of Chemezi and Damien on the roster. I just would rather just 
have Damien on the roster going forward, if that's going to be what, what it is. Um, there seems to be better options out there at, at small four power four position, whereas Damien's done a good job at the center spot. So, yeah, um, I'm with you. Slightly, slightly exceeded. Better. Slightly yeah. exceeded. Slightly exceeded. And again, I I don't know what they're going to do when Rashawn comes back in a week or less than a week. I don't know what because Alex Lynn looked great tonight. Uh, I just don't really know what the decision is going to be. But I would uh, imagine I would I would play Lynn over. I would imagine it's Alex Lynn. Yeah. I'm, and, and Damien, he doesn't have that um, the blocks to show like great rim protection, but he's got good athleticism. Like I think he's okay there. I think he's like probably about average as a rim protector for his size. Yeah. Um, which is not bad, but I think his um, switching and kind of moving on the perimeter for his size has been impressive. Not great, but I think that he's not, he, he does okay in a switching scheme. Um, I think where he's most impressive is just on the offensive end as a roller uh, catching lobs or some of these, you know, catching and then needing to take a dribble or uh, sp- uh, there was a spin move in, uh, I believe the last game where I was like, oh, or maybe the one prior the spin move recently where I was like, oh shit, that was a really nice move um, in the pick and roll and more yeah, athletic, very athletic, very athletic, which I didn't, I didn't know he was athletic, but he's he wears bands every day, by the way. That's so not good for your arch support, man. Wow. I wear hands every day. I had to stop wearing them. I get shin splints. I got shin splints. I wore them all throughout high school, and my shins got wrecked. So now I wear Janowski's. Nike. Wow. Are my shins wrecked? <laughs> Are your shins wrecked? I, it's, I, I wore bands for so long. Don't they hurt your so. feet? Don't they hurt your feet, though? I don't. Do you wear thick yeah. socks? Not really do you have shoals shoals dr shoals no definitely not (laughs) gel inserts i do not um we'll have to get some from date for damien though yeah Um, damien you gotta protect those arches my man gotta protect them last guy um mo harkless it's he's been a solid defender i think I, I Damien um, Alvin Gentry called him one of the best defenders on the team, which does not say much to be honest when you're comparing him. Um, and it was in response to me asking a question about why I think it was Bagley was on the floor for a big defensive possession, I believe against Miami um, or maybe it was Dallas prior to the Metu game winner. And uh, yeah, instead of Harkless and yeah, he just kind of topped up, talked up heartless a little bit and uh Said he's one of the best defenders on the team. Um, but it's been interesting because his uh moments of frustration on the floor are like really there's been a lot of them. Um and I think that's interesting. I originally, um, and I think I still lean towards this, thought that that it's good that that's happening because it's a level of accountability. Um, but it's starting to look to me like more and more where I'm questioning, like, I don't know, is he just throwing his hands up in the air sometimes? Um, and, and to be fair, I mean, if you're just frustrated over and over trying to hold guys accountable and it's not doing anything, I, I think people would reach that point. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think as expected, maybe a slightly better on defense, but he's not getting much run. He's shooting 27% from three and 21% on wide open threes. Um, another guy, him, Bagley and Metsu are all, abandoned when they're on the three-point line which is horrible um 
he's still the guy that honestly I would play between the three. Um, but I think this is about as expected. I mean, the three point percentage is what I look at, and I'm like, this is probably a little worse though. Yeah, again with the the, the Chemezi situation, I think that Mo definitely should play. I think that he's someone that can help this team out. I think he's on a two year deal as well, so he's a guy that probably will be here. I'm guessing next year, unless they waive him in the off season. But the other big acquisition, the other big acquisition for Monty, Monty McNair with the 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 big names. Uh, but no, Mo. Uh, been watching him since Portland and he he was a three and D guy. He was a very good three and D guy for a couple years there, like a really good role player, a high end role player, uh starter. And he I, has years sometimes where he actually is hitting threes. Yeah, and, and this year he's not. And the fact that he's shooting forty five percent from the field actually really surprises me. I thought it'd be lower. So um and I know that the offense with them has kind of picked up the last couple of games. I think he scored six, seven points in the last three games <laughs> in a row. Which is kind of crazy for him. I mean, it is I mean, picked up. It's just funny to hear. That's something. I mean, he's only averaging what four on the year. So hey, man, he's almost doubling yeah. his numbers. So, um, I, uh, I I would like to see him play more going forward. And, and as far as the rotation being shaken up, that's one thing that really hasn't. He hasn't really gotten a full legitimate chance to be a part of the rotation every game. And that's a simple, not fix, but an idea. He, he but, did at the beginning of the year. The stretch that everybody wants to talk about is like, oh, we've shown that we're capable of being a good team. Like, I, I absolutely want to see more Harkless. You, you want to see so you sad wanna, that that's you want to see Mo Harkless. You want to see Mo Hark Mo Harkless. Unintent. I mean, no, I did that on purpose. Um, yeah, I, I do want to see Mo Harkless. Um, I want to see Mo Harkless too. I'm all for it. I really am, and he's also a really nice guy. Um, which I know Kings fans really care about a, a player being nice <laughs> rather than winning games. But um, I know he's also been very intense on the sidelines as of late. He's been, he, he wants to win. Um, he's with, had some interactions with buddy. For he had sure. some interactions. I think, man, I, buddy just does seem checked out and I'm sure it is tougher guys that really do care and want to win here. And I know that Buddy's kind of he he's probably had his suitcases packed in his house and just waiting for that call so we can just head right out. Um, did, did you see again in the game today where it looked like it caught Buddy talk telling the um telling Mike, the defensive coordinator, Longobardi, like, mm-hmm. okay, I got it. Like it, it seemed like what I was reading was like, all right, chill. Quit telling me this shit over and over. I got it. Yeah, and I, I had someone, uh, a friend of mine say that there was some kind of like a spat on the bench again. And I don't, I never saw what it was or who it was, but there was another kind of like instance of just, of things got heated. Um, Uh, Against Denver? Against Denver. I never saw what it was or found out who. I think Buddy was involved again though. Uh, I'm guessing that someone get, it's just, I just don't think he's happy. And I got very, very frustrated just during the game because I just was just thinking, and then I'm rolling off at Mo. I mean, just let me, my thought real quick, then I'll finish with Mo, is that I cannot believe they're just rolling this this team out there every single night. They're just, they're, they're just continuing to just let it go. Um, and it's, it's at the point where Gentry is like, I don't know what to do. It, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. We were talking. I was talking to some other media members about it a couple games ago. Just what can what what can we even ask? What do we even say anymore? What can they even say anymore? There's nothing that they can say that they haven't said before. There's no questions we can ask that hasn't haven't been asked before. There's no games that we can see that we haven't seen before. We've seen every single dumb, bogus ending you can possibly think of, from the De'Aaron Fox phantom rebound that got turned into a jump ball 
to blown oh, leads yeah, calls recently everything um but to end to end the the player the grading mo i would say i expected i expected a little more of him but it's not really fair for mo. me i expected a little mo out of him um more to 3 and d but i'll say i'll just stick with as expected and give him in the middle because the defense has been good he is probably top two, top three defender on the team. And I think he deserves a chance to play a little more because the team is so bad at defense. They need more of it. So play him over the players that can't defend at all. Chemezi, maybe even a couple minutes from Buddy, um, especially Buddy's not shooting. So, yeah, I, I won Harkless over um, Mezzi and, uh, and Bagley. And I feel like I'm missing somebody else. But, yeah, that, that's – where I'm at there, and uh, that's everybody, man. I mean, yeah. we didn't get to Justin Robinson or Emmanuel Moutier. I, I know, yeah, Day Murky, obvious, obvious pluses. If I say Namiya Shakita's name three times and put it in the clip, this might go viral. This might go viral. Namiya Shakita, Namiya Shakita, Namiya Shakita, All Star Namiya Shakita. Yeah, Kata. Now, now we're famous. Exactly. Yeah, Portuguese. I am Portuguese. Are you? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yes. We're going to go. With okay. Yes. 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 My dad, uh, is technically adopted. Oh, and his adopted dad, not technically, I guess he is. Um, <laughs> um, and so my grandpa quote unquote is Portuguese. Um, and we're, we're like just getting to understand what actual heritage is, like what that um, means. but I've rolled with Portuguese my whole life. My last name is Portuguese. Um, I was wondering what it was. Yeah. If it was a Z, my understanding is it would be Mexican, but it's an S and it's Nunes. It's Portuguese. Letters and words are funny. It's <laughs> they are. My last name, I don't I think people just don't even want to say it. Uh it's, it's Italian and even at our own station, like Carmichael Dave has has given me like a shout out for a stat or something. And even our my our new host, Nick Cattles, the other day, they've tried to say my name. They say Frankie. Say, oh, our guy Frankie, <laughs> our guy Frankie. Like you can, it's not that scary. You can, you can try Frankie to say, it. yeah, you, you, it's just try to sound it out. Like just, just try. Yeah, yeah. Can you say it? Are you a Pascal Cardicelli? There you, you made, go. You made me so. I was so. It put you on that. the spot. Yeah, I was like, I think I said it earlier. Um, well, what are you gonna ask? Yeah. Are you a big pasta guy? I'm stereotyping oh. the shit out of you right now. But... I, had, I had pasta last night. <laughs> perfect. Some, perfect. Gar- some garlic bread. Are you kidding me? Forget, You're all for, offended that I asked it. Forget about it. Perfect. Forget Perfect. about it. I think that's a great closing statement. On that, right on that note. Know. Yeah. <laughs> were, yeah. Since that's as good as it gets here. Um, running on a happy note, which is nice because I really I really needed to end the day on a happy note after after that uh, exp- viewing experience. So yeah, um handful of games. There there's still a decent stretch here until the February something. I should know this. Um, I think it's the twenty first or it's it's I think it's after the deadline I this I can year. Use this computer in front yeah, of me. maybe we should look it up, I guess. I guess we could look it up. But a lot of these names we went through, I, I mean I, I would expect that a decent amount of them are not around. Maybe not a decent amount. February tenth. Um Oh, I think that before the deadline, that's that's a month from now. It's a month from Monday. It is a month from Monday. Yeah. Holy um, hell. I think that buddy, the guys that I think are, I would expect to be actively shopped are buddy Bagley 
and Thompson. Um, I think that Barnes like borderline falls into that would be my, and this is just me guessing, um, but Buddy Bagley Thompson, I think if you get a solid deal, like I think those are the guys that you are actively shopping and making available and in Barnes potentially falls into that as well. I agree. I agree with those three. Um, I think a dark horse could be Davion if it's a big enough deal that needs another, another okay. piece. Um, that would be, I would not hesitate to include Davion. Oh no. If, if you know, you know, if you're including him too, it's probably going to be for somebody good too. So um, I just, I wish we knew how Monty operated. It's like, it's funny. Like, I'm a Yankees fan and I know how, how Brian, the GM, Brian Cashman, I, I know how he operates, how he's always working. He makes the big moves. And when he's being quiet, it means he's working on something during deadline season. Um, even with Vladdy, we knew that he was capable of making a move. Uh, Pete D'Alessandro two days off, earlier, horrible. Yeah. It was, had a better deal two days ago, yeah, so, <laughs> but we knew, but we knew he was out there making, we don't know anything about what Monty McNair is capable of. He's never been a GM before, and he has not made a big move here in Sacramento. So, I, I like the almost moves, but like I don't. Yeah, almost. Uh, we almost would be a good. <laughs> almost would be a good right. team. Almost. We almost drafted yeah. a decent player number two, but yeah, yeah, almost. Uh, almost had. Well, that wasn't Chen- Monty, but yes, it wasn't. But hey, pretty close. And then we almost had Divincenzo Kuzma. And that wasn't really Monty's fault. That was more so the Lakers just got. Yeah. And, and which, I like, I like all those deals if they go through. Oh, I love but, it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to give credit when they did. But I also you know? would have loved to just keep, Bo- like if the Kings would have kept bogey. I just, I think we, I think we kind of moved on from that really quick and we have to move on. There's no reason to dwell on it, but. And, and he was, he joined that off season and had to make the decision right away. Right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, Probably should have just kept him. Absolutely should have. And should have kept him. Like, I think that he would be such a huge asset right now to have on the bench. So Yeah. And and you could have, um, even if you wanted to move on from him, in my mind, like, you could have got a late first rounder at the deadline. Um, that same deadline in my mind, or, or this year there's, there was some AMIC reporting and, and maybe just reporting. Um, so who knows if it actually comes to fruition of like the idea of the Lakers going after him. Um, like I, there's it, the bogey deal certainly is not viewed as bad, um, by any stretch. Yeah. I think it's more, it's reasonable, if not a good deal. So I, I think it's a very reasonable deal. Um, I think that ties a more athletic version of him, but their play style is kind of similar. Um, but Ty obviously is more athletic. I think he's more of a playmaker, but the fact that they, they do their, their, their part on the rebound and they do their part you know, moving the ball around and they can knock down shots. It's just very appealing to me. Whereas buddy is just a shooter. And I know that if buddy was signed to a deal that more suited his, his actual value, which is I think 14, 15 million a year, maybe 16, 17. Um, I think he would be moved by now. I think it'd be a lot easier to move him. So, yeah, I, wow. Yeah. We're like, we'll end on a happy note. And then it's like, well, you know, you could think about yeah, the possibility you know, of Fox man. Halliburton and uh, Bogdanovich. We, we that really trio did. actually sounds so – oh, the passing of that tri- – We should go to sleep. We should go to bed. Ball movement. We should. We should. That is – that's going to do it. Um, we ruined it. What's something happy, <laughs> happy we can end it on? Uh, 
Damn it. I really, really I ruined gonna everything. Drink, uh, I'm going to drink a little bit after this. I haven't drank in a little while. I might have, a, I might have something as well. Is I might happy? have something as well. Yeah. I guess that's happy. We're, I'm gonna, we're gonna go with that's happy. We're gonna go with that's happy. Yeah. Um whatever your vice is. More pasta in the in the future. I have some in the fridge. Yeah. Italian. I will, I will make it tomorrow and and uh make sure to not break it in half or anything. Don't break it in half. You can't break it in half. You can't do that. Yeah, I won't. I won't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. On that note, uh vote Namish Kita into the all star game, Kata. I just saw that. that it, it, I didn't know it was Namish. It is Namish. It's Namish. 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 Yeah. Like, like, I had Utah State uh, assistant coach on here, and he educated me on that one. Beautiful. And then it's and then it's Kata. I believe it's the last name. I was say Kita for some reason. It's, I believe it's, it's Kata. I knew it was Kata. I just did not know it was Namish. I thought it was Namish. Yeah, Namias. Namish. 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 I believe. Nami-ish. Okay, well, I'm gonna be... go back and listen to that other episode. It's David Ragland. If if you look it up on the podcast player, well, but yes, Namiish kid is gonna be an NBA All Star. So yes, yes, he, he also speaks very good English. Um, yeah, f- for um, yeah, that that assistant coach told me he hardly spoke English when he got to Utah State. That's so that's very impressive to me. People that come Never over because I've heard that English is one of the hardest languages or the hardest language to to learn. It's just it's just not it's not really a beautiful language from everything I've under, come to understand is the, the way that we talk is not beautiful. So uh, I'm not, I'm not shocked <laughs> to hear bullshit, that. Bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked to hear that at all. Um, but yeah, that's really cool here. And again, the Alex, I, I'm, I mean, maybe Alex Lem was born in Ukraine and moved here. And he was a baby or something because I don't think, I think he's, I mean, he went to college, even to Maryland. Like, I don't, maybe he's from here. Yeah. I, I maybe, was surprised that there wasn't the slightest accent. I was really expecting the guy must break you like something. I really was expecting something like that and it just yeah. didn't happen. So yeah, he he looks like he could be the bad guy in a, like, like a diehard movie or something. Yeah. 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 He yeah. could. Bruce Willis is going to be coming after him. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is huh. a good note to end on. Um, yeah, we're happy. We're happy again. All right. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. Everybody check out all the great work that Frankie does. Might have him on here a little bit more often if, if things all work out. Um, KHTK1140 at F Cardicelli3 on Twitter. There we go. Return of the Roar Pod with Chris Watkins. Shout out, Chris, by the way. C-Dub. Um, missing anything else? Um, No. No, thanks for having me, man. It's fun. Of course. Uh, it's always nice. It, it's nice to make light of everything. And hopefully we have some fun times to talk about soon. Um, I really just would like to watch some winning basketball. I I really would really enjoy that. So I want a new car now. So Ty, yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and apparently I'm gonna figure out if my shins are messed up. Um, and I'll do that before the the next episode here, and I'll probably put on my Vans to take my dogs to go to the bathroom in a second here. Keep keep an eye on those shins. I I will keep an eye on it. Um. That's all I got. That's going to do it for this episode of the King's Pulse podcast. Uh, definitely everybody check out all the great work that is going up at the King's Herald at a regular basis. Um, I should have something there um, in the near future. I should have more things on the Sacramento Bee as well. And be sure to stay on the lookout for more episodes of King's Pulse on 
any major listening platform, please subscribe, rate, and review. And you hear from us again in the next couple of days.